Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, sleepyheads. How are you? Welcome back to the Sleepy Hollow After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Bringing it in to a little Indiana Jones theme for an appropriately uh, chosen well story. It was very well yes. chosen, not poorly chosen. Not poorly chosen. It was a great episode. We're going to talk all about it. Uh, so it's me, Matt Lieberman. I got Zach Wilson here. Hey, guys. I got Jackie Borowski Hello. here. Hello. Uh, we got Nando Velasquez giving us the ones and the twos this evening. Hello. Yes. Uh, and unfortunately, Stephen Lemieux not here this evening. Uh, he's <laughs> out of town. I'm saying unfortunately, and it is unfortunate because we need his voice to be a part of it. But I can't get this smile off my face. <laughs> If only because we're doing this show like two hours earlier, Steve's not here to drive me crazy, and it's a great episode. This is the finest podcast of all time. Steven should miss more often. Oh my god. Poor no. Steven. He's no. at Alcatraz right now. Yeah, he's doing touristy stuff in San Francisco. Um, but in any case, guys, this episode, it's everything that we wanted. It was... Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Here... Can, can we just pretend that, like, five episodes of Sleepy Hollow didn't happen this Can we? Season? Like, everything between we, the drowned woman to now, can we just ignore? No. We, we might we, as well, We have well, to keep though. in Mama. We oh, yeah, that one was real good. Last week was good. But other than that, like, we might as well. Yeah. yeah. Let's Nothing just else. pretend it didn't happen. Everybody pretend it didn't Nothing happen. Nothing else drove it forward that much. I enjoyed the Wendigo storyline. Yeah, the I Wendigo like that. I did was enjoy fun. that storyline. Good... Which would have been meaningful if they brought Joe Corbin back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, there's still plenty of season left. They could. Um, it, this, this episode was leaps and bounds above. Oh, my gosh. Like, there have been good pieces here and there as we've gone through the season. But, like, this episode was a return to form. It was back to basics. It was, our conflict is the witnesses versus headless. It is, we need to find a way to kill Moloch. It is, let's ground everything that we're doing in the relationship between our two characters and in the past and how it has shaped them. Okay, it's got Frank Irving and Jenny together and Oh my gosh, odds. speaking of Steve, when I watched the episode, I actually shouted out loud, Frangenicky Merlving! Mm. And then I wanted to slap myself. Yes, I was like, did. why didn't I say Mr. and Mrs. Banff? Why? Why uh, did I say that? I mean, look, without Steven, this is a hollow podcast. Ugh, pun jar. Oh, pun jar. Where are we with that anyway? It's Can like I just $33 say... $33 or so. $33? I thought it was 23 Seriously? Remember what Steven did yes. a few oh, weeks ago? Yeah, that yeah. terrible $5 joke. <laughs> All right, fine. So let's call that 3350. Oh brother. All right, we're getting up there. I might as well at this point in the season 
like remind people how this contest works. The only way to get your hands on our cold, hard, sweaty cash is to follow all of us and AfterBuzz TV on Twitter, and then uh, right before the season finale or while the season finale is airing on TV, we're going to tweet out a question, a trivia question, and then the winner will be drawn at random from the people who follow all of us and give out the right answer. So get on that if you haven't done so. But yeah, what I what I loved about this episode, not only was it active, not only was the creature design on the Gorgon not, I mean, it, even though technically it really was like just like an animal head on a person's body, <laughs> uh, like half, no, because in the wide shot we it saw was it a snake like body. rear up, yeah, yeah, it was it wasn't just an animal head on a person's body, uh, which made me really happy. We got to see headless in action. We got to have a duel between Abraham and Ichabod. It's not not only did we get to see headless like fighting. It mm-hmm. was headless was frightening. He wasn't whining yes. about Katrina yeah. anymore. Yes. Like he was he was angry, but he was furious and he felt threatening. Yes. Even with seeing like Abraham von Braun come through, headless was still scary as hell. Yes. Yeah. That was I think that was great for uh Neil Jackson, who we had on the show. You can check out our interview with him. Um he really got some good stuff to do other than sitting around and just moping. And one of my favorite line deliveries this whole episode was when he's leaving and he turns to her and he's like, and we will celebrate Moloch's rise. Mm-hmm. Like He was just so angry but excited that he said it in a way that was just totally anger terrifying. But you're like, but he's secretly excited down yeah. in there. I didn't even hate the uh, the Henry Katrina scenes because Henry flat out calls her out and was yes. like, "Yeah, I let you do that. You are useless. And what? You were gonna poison your your child? Right? You were a bad mom then. You're a bad mom now. And I'm gonna show it to you here. Whirlwind inside. And you know, you know what? In that scene, Katrina even felt like. There was a reason that she was there. Like, no, in, she didn't feel he, that way. Here's the thing: <laughs> in that scene, I felt like they were finally showing what the her, her, her whole purpose of being there is. Basically, like her and Ichabod are attacking the problem on two fronts. Ichabod is fighting the battle. He's mm-hmm. out on the front lines trying to fight the whatever, like whatever is being thrown at them. Yeah, Katrina is in there trying to. Whether it's futile or not, she's trying to appeal to the emotional side of Henry uh, in the hopes that that will just cut it off at the source, cut off the head. You could argue that it's not working. But in that scene that she has then that awesome little like pan back and forth with their profiles, mm-hmm. you can see that she's legitimately trying to get him to right his ways. I'd agree with that. And also, even though I feel like John Noble's had to play a lot of the same notes all season, like it's just sort of like, I hate my parents, I love Moloch. I hate my parents, I love Moloch. The witnesses must die, Moloch is the ruler. I'm afraid of Moloch, but but I love him. But you know what's fun about about what his character is going through right now is last season we saw his character act like like a total, like, wizened grown-up. Like, he was this guy who had all of these, like, sins inside of him, and he was deep and thoughtful. And now it's just like, he's reverted to a total child. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mom and Dad, love you, Moloch. <laughs> you know, and his his playing of the character is like a total child, which mm-hmm. is which is what makes it fun for me. Yeah. No, I, 
I just I thought even though he has to play a lot of the similar notes all season long, he did a great job in those scenes with Katrina. They still somehow felt fresh. And I agree with you, Zach, that we have, you know, Abby and Ichabod are they're the infantry. They're the they're the boots on the ground. She is a spy. That is what we've been told all season that she's supposed to be doing, that she's an expert operative, that she's behind him enemy lines. It's rarely felt that way. This week it felt that way. She was actively trying to pervert uh, prevent, not pervert, prevent a catastrophe by appealing to Jeremy's better nature and to poison the enemy, which doesn't work because she's too compassionate. She's just got too much feeling. My favorite line of hers was when she looks in the mirror and she tells uh she tells uh, Ichabod that her plan has failed because Moloch's too strong. Remember last episode when he was like seven years old and getting bread? I wrote, Moloch is too strong, dot, 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 he's seven. Yeah. <laughs> you could have killed him when he got the bread. It's true. But she didn't. But she didn't because you're too compassionate. Why doesn't she take off that damn necklace? She's been wearing <laughs> it. I, mean, I argue that she really wants to see... Abraham von Braun's head and be able to talk to him because he has a nice head. Hmm. He does have but, a nice head. But um, I also think she wants to see the fact that he they have ditched his old wig and put on a new wig that doesn't have curly cues on the side. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, but but at least when but Abraham's not around right now, mm-hmm. she could take it off so that she could see Moloch's true. Form and be, Maybe like, she's more one motivated. of those people that just wants to be like stuck in Kept their own in delusion. What are you doing? There's a thing flying around and Don't I killed turn it. This no, into didn't. A- Don't turn this into a Breaking Bad episode, Matt. <laughs> Listen, I'm not trying to turn it into a Breaking Bad episode. I'm trying to talk about a Sleepy Hollow episode. One thing that I did kind of have an issue with before we move on to like uh, the mystery solving and the Abby Ichabod scenes and, and the fact that Abby was the one put to the test here and all that. Um, one problem I did have was there was a lot of, a lot of Ichabod like reminiscing and like figuring out his story and making it all about him. And it felt like they were kind of padding for time. It felt like a very short episode. Like the first half is a lot of, Ichabod monologuing and having flashbacks. I like the flashbacks, though, because it adds, like, a new layer to his relationship with Abraham mm-hmm. that, like, he wouldn't even be in the colonies. That if... I liked, yeah. I, I like that, too, because it makes sense when we have this duel later on. It, they're trying to build up to the duel because, yeah, we we do know that they were friends once and that they're enemies now, but we... We really never got a sense of how deep that friendship goes. And I mm-hmm. feel like maybe they were trying to show us, no, they were really, really good friends before all of this happened. Yeah, we've been told that they were good friends, but we haven't seen it before now. That's true. Um, we didn't see them drinking together, like sword fighting, like having fun. Uh, so this really cements that they were really close mm-hmm. and that this was that, that they're trying to kill each other now is a big leap. As far as padding, though, I did think, though, that some of the monologues that they gave Abby were they they felt strange to me because instead of them like they they cut from a scene of them once they get a plan, they like cut to commercial. And I'm like. Why wouldn't you just have them discussing the plan there instead of having her awkwardly rehash the plan later on? 
There were some like that felt n- normal. I feel like I've seen that everywhere, right? Yeah, it, it, it just it didn't feel like it flowed. <clears throat> it was like they had already come up with the plan. And she was like, "Remember this plan we came up with two seconds ago?" And I'm like, "But why would she say that? They just had a discussion about it, pr- presumably." It, it's one of those tough things. Like network television is just extremely guilty of this because I think they there's this thought that. For a wide audience, you need to be constantly explaining what's happening. Right. Whereas cable shows tend to trust their audience to super analyze everything and understand. And not be, you know, texting while they're watching the show. Yeah, network... Stephen Lemieux. (laughs) Network shows absolutely don't... And it's sad that they don't trust their audience because then the audience is just as smart as any other cable show. That, like, you don't need to constantly remind us of what's happening. We get it. We know what's up. We have brains. We have heads on our shoulders. Okay? You can get Punjar for that. Thank you. It was a reach, but you gave it to me anyway. Uh, So that's 34. Um, Yeah, you know, there's a lot of that. The other thing, and I kind of realized something about the majority of this season, it's why Mama was so very good um, and why parts of this episode work really well. To me, and maybe I'm wrong here, I think this show... This is Abby's show. Yes! She is the star of the show. I've been saying this the whole time! She is the star (laughs) of the show. And she has not been for the majority of the season. Yeah. She get, keeps getting pushed further and further into the background as this Ichabod Katrina storyline takes center stage. And this episode was back to basics, Ichabod and Abby on the ground working together, sharing screen time, and having equal amounts of stuff to do. Yeah, Ichabod is going to have to fight Abraham, but... Abby has to figure out which of these swords is the sword of Methuselah, okay? That's and Abby, a big deal. And Abby, you know, they're solving the plan together this time. It's like Abby leads them there. I've always said that Ichabod, as our fish out of water, he can't really be our narrator because as the fish out of water, he is somewhat, not that he's an unreliable person or character, but he's an unreliable narrator in the sense that we can't really see from Ichabod's point of view. Mm-hmm. We can, like, gleam, but we can't really have that understanding, whereas Abby is us. It's yeah. Abby stands in for all of us, where it's like, okay, this is weird, but I'm going to deal with it, you know? She's yeah. the audience, which is why I I'd hoped... That since we were getting so much uh, Ichabod figuring out who he was through these flashbacks, that Abby would be figuring out who she was. But I guess she knew all along. She knew from the beginning. That's what we established at the top of the episode, clarity of purpose. And Ichabod didn't quite have that. Well, she got kind of that one. She got Mama, the one episode. She gets one episode to figure out who she is. Right. But and I like that that tied that Mama tied into this episode. That's smart writing because like you drop something that is ostensibly nothing in the episode before and then move on to next week and it was super important there's a lot of that and uh, again cable versus broadcast every time they do something like that they do flat quick flashbacks to remind us of things we already saw um i love that they're doing it because it is something that you normally only see in cable is bringing stuff over from previous episodes very subtle things and making them have weight later on but if this was in cable, we wouldn't need these like random. I keep thinking back to this one interview that David Simon gave about making the wire. And the one thing that he regrets about making the wire is in the pilot, he does, there's someone gets killed and he shows 
a clip from earlier in the episode of who it was, so everybody is sure, everybody knows who it is. Is am I making sense? Yeah, you yeah, are. no, that makes sense. I think in this case, you needed that little flash because it was such a minor detail right. of last week's episode mm-hmm. that, like, I would never have connected that. Like, even on a rewatch, I no, probably wouldn't. I would have. not have, and that's what that was great. It's yeah. like we last season. One of the things we said we loved about Sleepy Hollow was that it had this kind of like Indiana Jones national treasure feel where you were learning little things that would become important later on. And it was, it was about solving a puzzle. And now we're back to that where we're like, Oh, now we're getting the puzzle pieces again. Yeah. We had a code to solve. We had a map. We had a snake to follow. Yeah, absolutely. I was really, really excited by just about everything. Can we talk about this sword of Methuselah? Yeah, and how it's yeah. totally gonna f up Malik. Well, yes. just like I want, you were saying with like the snakes to fall and everything, that puzzle was perfect because yes. it wasn't like it didn't feel cheap. It wasn't Ichabod reaching into his memory about like I remember this like obscure thing I only know about because I happened to be uh, apprenticing under this person from <laughs> the, the Revolutionary War. Uh, no, it was this is a symbol. This is what it means, and then at like Abby connects it. In a way that is totally just using her brain yes. to get into the, the hidden little chamber. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it didn't feel forced in any way. And they didn't have to reach outside of the two of them to make it happen. Thank I, you. I feel it, what's great is they have yeah. like this, this, uh, compatible knowledge where, where Ichabod thinks in a very, he's, he's a professor. So mm-hmm. he thinks in a very kind of abstract manner. And Abby as a cop thinks in a very realistic manner. So he's coming up with this philosophy, the as above, so below, like the microcosm. And Abby's just like, as above, so below. Completely a literal translation, mm-hmm. but it worked together. And yeah. that's why they're great partners because yes. they think differently, but along the same lines. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a show goes on and you introduce more and more characters, you feel like you have to service those characters. And by stripping them away, we got back to the core of the show, and that is these two. There's a reason why we want them together, and it's not because she talks about things from the present and he talks about how why that's crazy. (laughs) Okay? I mean, as much as I enjoyed the heads-up game at the top of the episode. Oh, my gosh. And then this is the absurdity of watching that is... Is she has Cher above her head? I'm like, he's not gonna know who Cher is. He won't know. <laughs> and then he wind randomly winds up with George Washington mm-hmm. on his yes. head. The liar in chief. Yes. Yeah. So funny. That was cute. Uh, all right. Before we continue, I would like to talk briefly to you about my dear friend, iTunes. <laughs> iTunes and I have known each other for quite some time. They're we, very close. Yes. We go on long walks by streams. We exchange greeting <laughs> cards on holidays. And it's also, did you know, the best way to support After Buzz TV by going to after, going to, uh, iTunes, rate and review in the shows that you listen to or that you watch on YouTube. Did you know that it's quick, that it's easy, and that it costs you nary a dime? No, sir. You go to iTunes, you rate and review the shows. It makes it so, so helpful to us not only do we have your feedback so we know that we're servicing you properly that we're giving you the show that you deserve stop snickering at servicing that was not what i meant and you know it you big old perv um i was talking to zach in any case <laughs> in any case not me guys not, not jackie me. she's a professional i apologize she's a professional i was off camera no one would have known that's true uh i had to call you out and itunes listeners would not have known at all yeah. 
But <laughs> it's how we it. attract <laughs> sponsors to our network, people. We at AfterBuzz TV, we put out the widest array of after after show content anywhere on the web. Over 80 hours a week. It's a massive, massive undertaking. And your ratings and your reviews help bring sponsors to our network, which keeps our lights on and our doors open so that you can have after shows for every show that you watch. Huzzah! Um, Huzzah! Now, at present, we are at 185 ratings on iTunes, and I think it's not too crazy to say that we could get to 200 by next week. Let's get to 200 by... If we get to 200 by next week, we will add an automatic $10 to the pun jar. Whoa. If we get to 200 by next week, we'll add an automatic $10 to the pun jar. That's a larger kitty for you to compete for at the end of this season, and don't you want cold, hard cash? So, make it happen. You also get a great shout-out here on the show when I finish scrolling through all of the reviews that people have given over the course of two seasons because i tell you what this podcast app on the iphone is terrible (laughs) yeah um anyone want to say so why is henry building models yeah why is henry building models i still want to know he's building models of the whole town He's yeah. built a model of the whole town, and I have to assume it's to plan the attack? Do you think it's like a voodoo thing? I think it's to call Beetlejuice. A little voodoo <laughs> town? Well, I'm thinking, like, uh, maybe if you can build, like, like, you have a voodoo doll that's, like, a person. Yeah. And what if you had, like, a whole town that you could, like, voodoo out and then just, like, crush a building with I your finger? I could see that. I could see him doing that. But his magic isn't voodoo based. Are yeah, we, but we don't like. We saw Jewish magic today. Yeah, man. he can pull anything out of his, out of his mala cat. Jewish Jewish magic is the finest magic, truly. The shofar. I know you were jazzed, uh, Zach. I, didn't we? Wait, what was the what was the magic we introduced with um, Grace Dixon with her book? That wasn't voodoo, was it? No. I, no, it wasn't I voodoo. So. Um, no, it was African. It was African. It was African, it was African. Um, No, I we're, when, due, we're due for some voodoo. I would like some voodoo. We could, yeah. we voodoo could, we is could do voodoo. some voodoo. Yeah? So go do that voodoo that you do. So well? Uh, yeah. Yeah, punjar. <laughs> it's uh, 3450. All right, sure. Um, no, as soon as they lifted the shofar out of the box, I like before they even said anything, I got I was like shofar, and then they're like, "This is a shofar, <laughs> not just a shofar, the shofar, the one that the brought one that down the walls the of yeah. The, yeah, the walls of Jericho, walls of Jericho." Oh, so cool. I mean, I also a, are we like wondering where Henry gets all this stuff? Is he like on eBay looking up like uh, apocalyptic artifacts? I assume he's getting them from other pieces of Moloch's army. Like, That's Moloch true. has to have other agents, like, around. You know where he's not getting them from. Oh, Holly. Why? Because he's going to another show. Well, we were going to talk about that in News and Gossip. Oh, sorry. Yeah. We'll discuss that it's in News semi, and Gossip. Semi-spoiler. Semi-spoiler. We don't know if it means anything about his character. But, uh, I guess, well, now that it's out of the bag, we can't not talk about it. The actor who plays Holly, it was announced today, uh, just got cast in a new show for TNT. Um, so presumably, uh, he would be spending less time here, which, uh, makes John Q. Lieberman over here very happy. <laughs> and if they want to do a love triangle, I don't see why they bring, um, Joe Corbin back. Go- Joe Corbin back. He was a solid character. And if she's so- not going to sleep with the son of her father figure. Why not? Why not? Um, first of all, he's younger than her. So? That is never a thing. Yes, it is a thing. It is. That is not Wh- a why? thing. Why? Why is that bad? 
It's not uh, bad. He's like way younger he's than her. He's not that much younger than he's her. He's at least six years younger than her. So? So? I don't know. It just, to me... Ichabod's like 80 bazillion little years brother, older than little Abby, bro- and I still ship them. Little brother syndrome. I don't see it. <laughs> hey, Matt. Yeah. Do you want me to read them? I have them up. You have them up? I'm so close. (laughs) Nando, I'm so close. I'm like, right there. No. (laughs) Matt's turning the crank on his iPhone. No, it's so so close. I literally have one more screen. (sighs) Fine. Nando, can you read the comments that uh, have, uh, or the iTunes reviews that have come in since the last show? Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Uh, Nando. uh, Subject is Katrina Needs to Stop by Lana Vais. Honestly, at this point, Flaptrina should just join Moloch if she wants to help the witnesses since she seems to be accidentally help her enemies far more than she helps her allies. Two cases in point. In last week's episode, she went to kill Moloch uh, and ended up beating... Oh, I pushed course. the wrong button. Yeah, We're done. That was. Uh, and in this episode, she was relaying paltry info to Ichabod, Ichabod <laughs> which gave Henry a way to spy on him whenever he wants. And that's five True. stars. Uh, Langley and Neely, the most caring and quality group of people ever. Love you, Ned. Lovely you, Langley. I'm starting to think I can't write one of these without getting serious. Earlier this year, my mom died, and the hosts of this show were amazing and helped keep my spirits high. Now I've lost my only sister, who was an avid fan of Sleepy Hollow and this podcast. I'm a huge fan of these hosts and could go on all day about how much I love their sleepy late-night tapings of this podcast. I love the silliness. And the criticism each host brings That's to the so table. That's so sweet. I'm going to cry. And who could not love that Punjar and Sleepington Abbey? Seriously, Matt, my brother from another mother, Zach, Jackie, and Steven aren't just great hosts. They're amazing people. And I will continue to watch anything these guys are a part of. Thank you for the joy you guys bring. Thank Both you, my Langley. my sister and I appreciate all, of, all that you guys do. Thank you, Langley. Much respect. Thank you. That yeah. was really sweet. And then Basclef, uh, five stars as well, fell off the treadmill laughing. I almost <laughs> gave up on Sleepy Hollow. I completely changed my mind after watching the Mama episode. I think it's my favorite episode so far. The hosts on the podcast were 100% right about some of the episodes being a complete waste. I have to agree with Zach. Not about shipping Abby and Ipagod, I- 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 Ichabod. Excuse me. I think they are much better as friends, and I'm featuring a strong, protective mother-sister vibe from them. Not only does Abby deserve yeah, yeah. better... But so does Ichabod. And there's a bunch more. Uh, yeah. From that person, but you know, I'm reading that's, a lot. Yeah, that's all right. Well, and then a great show by Michael B85. And that's it. Okay. Thank well, thank you, you very, very much, guys. Thank you. Yeah, so rock. keep those ratings and reviews coming. Way more show to go. Nando, just so you know, since I don't think. Have you ever engineered this show before? Yeah, he has. You, you, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, can you get that I queued up for I later? Okay, over, thank right. you. I just <laughs> want to make sure we have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, great. Uh, so, where were we? Can we talk about this Gorgon real quick? I love the reveal okay, of the Gorgon. Is, is a Gorgon the same thing as Medusa? Medusa she, is a Gorgon. Oh, she yeah, is a Gorgon. It's like okay. Medusa and she has the Gorgon sisters. Yeah. Okay. Like her, the same, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. She is a Gorgon. She's Got just it. the most famous. She's just the most famous Gorgon. Got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, I thought the reveal was great. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that they weren't statues for a little bit until we hear something rustling. I'm like, no. Yeah. Sweet. But just because, like, we, I know we draw from a lot of different cultures for our monsters and for our legends and for our puzzles on this show, but it's rarely been Greek mythology. I, maybe not ever. Am mm-hmm. I wrong? I don't think yeah, it no, I can't think of another been. instance. No. Although, uh, when I saw the statues, I, maybe just because I read so much Greek mythology stuff, I was just like... Oh, it's gonna be. Medusa. I knew because we got a quick flash of the face with the. Um, oh, with the snake. With oh, the maybe snakes. that's what. It, that that's would why help I me knew because I was like, <gasps> they're all statues. 
much. But how rad was it that uh, that a Dixon was there? That one of Abby's relatives was there. Yeah. How awesome was the tie-in that? Abby mentioned to Ichabod that maybe these people coming to look for the new world were actually just looking for the sword. Which is so cool. And it's, it's exa- so mind blowing. And it's so classic Sleepy Hollow yeah. where we thread through this war against darkness throughout all of American history. Yeah. And it, and it, it was so crazy where it's like they had somebody from all kinds of different eras and it's like they're all coming here looking for this sword. And it wasn't ready because there weren't the two witnesses. There weren't two of them. Zach's got the thinky face. I, I'm trying to remember. Did they say, because, like, if not, this is a funny little, like, if this then. Um, did they say how the sword got to America? No. No. Because if a Jewish legendary sword is in America, it sort of implies that Mormons were right. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't say Wait. No. Oh, that there Because the whole thing, if you know from the Book of yeah. Mormon, uh, ancient Jews built boats and sailed to America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I don't know if they intended that to be the meaning behind the Thuzla sword know. being there, but... but it kind of implies it. Yeah, it does yeah. imply it. Mormons, you were right. Yeah. At least about one part. <laughs> At least about one yeah. thing. That's my one of my favorite uh We'll South see Park if they tie in jokes. Joseph Smith later. Yeah. <laughs> well, at some point, we got to get into that, right? Yeah. At some point. Uh, well, that's one of my favorite all-time South Park so running jokes is that, is that Mormons are right and that that's the, they're the only <laughs> yeah. people who go to heaven. Yeah. Uh, that makes me laugh. Uh, not necessarily because they are or are not correct about their religion. I just, before I even knew what Mormons were, that's all I knew was that only well, Mormons it's go the, to heaven. Those, those two guys, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, they have, um, and not to get away from Sleepy Hollow, but they have an obsession with Mormonism, which is mm-hmm. why they wrote Book of Mormon. Yeah. They're just obsessed with the religion. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Uh, okay. So, we got this Gorgon. I loved the Gorgon versus Sleet, uh, versus Headless fight. Yes. That was great. Um, I'm just really stoked about where we've left this, guys. I know. And the Headless fight with Ichabod was so good. It was very well executed. It was so and it's good. Like, compare that to the show that preceded it, Gotham, whose fight <laughs> scenes are not, not great. Not great. Okay, I, I, Gotham's on my, like, two binge watch list. Oh, it's not great. Don't watch it. <laughs> just don't. Just don't even start. It's such a waste let's of your t- time. Let's keep talking about okay. Um Can we talk about Frangenike Merlving, please? Yes! Yes. Um, so happy to see these two together again. Man, I just feel like Orlando Jones has been getting the short end of the stick all season. But I'm now like, he's going to, like... If they trail him doing what he's doing now, that would be awesome. But if they just leave him to be like, now he's hiding in the woods, I'm going to be mad. I feel like, I'm like, who did he piss off behind the scenes? Because he's just been absent all season. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there's any number of things. It could be another, like, side project. It could be personal stuff that's, like, keeping him away from the show or limited scheduling. Right. Who knows? But he's such, he's so outspoken about the show, like... He's such a huge fan of it himself. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems crazy it, to it, me. Maybe it's that, and maybe this is what's going to happen. Maybe he will disappear for a little bit because and then he'll be behind the scenes constructing or building or gathering something insane to come through, like, way down, like, later on in the season or just next week because it's a two-parter. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I like where we left it for this two-parter. The the bonding ceremony is finally yes. happening. Katrina is trapped and doomed. Yes. Moloch at full strength and full stature. Henry just being a little devious b-hole. When he pulled up the sword, I kept thinking, what do we say to the horsemen of death? Mm-hmm. Not today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because he's already, he's already, he's like, we're going to stop this apocalypse right now. Can I just say, though, I want I want it to be Abby who's swinging that sword. I did, too, because when he said after you, I was like, it should be Abby. It should be Abby. It should be Abby to grab the sword. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't understand why it wasn't. I don't know. I mean, here's something that I was confused about in that scene. And I loved that scene. Like, the... Whoever wrote this, because we came into the themes, whoever wrote this episode is clearly a massive Indiana Jones fan. Yes. Like, you just yes. walked in, as soon as they walked into the room and there's all the different swords, I'm just, all I'm thinking is, will she choose wisely? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, and then you're like, it's the, it's the poor man's sword. Pick yeah. the poor Pick man's Pick the one sword. that looks like a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and then she picks one up and all I hear is, you chose <laughs> and it's Knights Templar. It's so it's so in there. Yeah. Um, so in there. And then they turned into snakes. How much more Indiana yeah. Jones snakes. do you get? Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> because there's a Gorgon outside. I, I get it. I get why. It's uh, a reference. But here's here's my question, and maybe I missed something. Why did they both have to light it together? What drove that point? I mean, I don't know. Because uh, it seemed like I, a really... As far really, as, like, physics and chemistry... It felt like a reach. I don't know how that happens, but I think the point was that until the two witnesses come, nobody is... It's like a like an Arthur legend thing. It's like the person who's supposed to get that sword is supposed to get it. Okay. So... I didn't get that at all. Um, I think it's, it's going back to um, you must know yourself completely, and they realize that they require each other to be to okay. achieve their, their goal. That's how I took it. Yeah. But I like is, that it yeah. was not well put Conveyed. in there. Yeah, yeah it, it was just, yeah. w- what is the one thing that we have that they don't? And in this case, like, we talked well, about, like, subtlety and everything before, but this is a case where, uh, if that's what it is, it's too subtle. <laughs> what are I literally took it as they... I mean, not only do they have each other, and there was that line where it's through your eyes I see myself most clearly. Like, they they really depend on each other. But that is literally just two people. Everybody else was a single person who came in there. Yeah. No, it's what's the difference between us and the people who came before? Wonder Twin powers. <laughs> Wonder Twin powers activate. Form of the Sword of Methuselah. Shape of... A major plot point leading us into the second half of this fall. <laughs> yes. Well done, sir. Thank you. Uh, Is uh, anybody else wondering what Ben, like, Benjamin Franklin has all the secrets. Yeah. He has all the secrets. Why haven't we seen him since, like, episode two? Why haven't we seen uh, Frankenstein? I was really expecting yeah. Frankenstein to come in at the end. I really hope that in the second part of this episode we get a Franklin yes. Stein like if there's going to be a battle yeah. Franklin Stein had better show and it, up yes. and it had better be completely out of nowhere yes. like that's the thing there's <laughs> like a, he's been flailing in the wilderness this whole time weeks and now he's just here that's the one thing that like I just want this there was a sense of just wackadoo craziness in that first season that has felt kind of demure 
this season. Like we the, like wackadoo. We craziness. like wackadoo craziness. Like a Benjamin Franklin <laughs> Frankenstein monster yes. with the head of the horseman of death yes. on it. Fuck, freaking swinging an axe. Yes, and flailing around in the wilderness <laughs> and riding a ghost we horse. We like that. We like that. Give us that. That was the show. <laughs> and you know what the thing is? Like, if he did just show up to like save them from a moment of peril. It would totally work because yes, that's yes. his purpose. He that was, is they, his job. They brought him onto this earth. They put brought him to life. You had one that. job, Frankenstein yeah. monster. Fight the horsemen of death. And occasionally show up when you're needed. Yes. Hopefully more often. Yes. And then Frankenstein can join the team. Yes! No, no, he can't. That's silly. No, because then what, what, what if Orlando finds Frankenstein? Um, what if Frank finds Frankenstein in the world? And wilderness? he rides Frankenstein <laughs> into battle. Yes. Piggyback style. <laughs> and they're the ultimate team. Yes! <laughs> but, but him showing up with Frankenstein would be awesome. It would yes. be the best thing. Yes. Yes. And then... But I guess... Nobody gets to go to Canada. No one gets to go to Canada, but it could also take care of Frank's having to kill someone problem, because what if he just takes away Frankenstein's pain? Because now that Frankenstein is alive, he's got to be in pain. He's just a bunch of sewed-up parts together. So Irving can let him out of his his bond, his magic contract, and free the soul and and get his soul back. <laughs> Matt Lieberman solving problems here. Oh wait, no, that would give Frankenstein's soul to Moloch, and yeah. then he would have Frankenstein. Uh, never mind. But in any case, I'm lost. Um, my n- my logic is sound. Okay, sure. If, <laughs> okay. if Fra- I trust you. So Frank has to kill someone in order to get out of his contract with Moloch and right. get his own soul back. Right. But in doing so, he is killing a person so that. That soul can be in Moloch's care instead. Mm-hmm. He is right. trading a soul for a soul. I still feel like that's a trick. And if he does kill someone that is, to save his soul, his soul would go to Moloch because he's a murderer. Because I feel like he hasn't read this contract since he signed it. Probably not. No, I don't think he got a carbon copy. I also think that, you know, magic can hide fine print. Yes. yes. Yeah. Pretty well. Yeah. It's like the Willy Wonka contract. It's like it's so, so small at the bottom, real tiny. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited. I want I want a Frankenstein. I want Frank back in the in the effing groove. Um, I want Holly and Katrina to fall in love and then promptly die in an explosion. <laughs> I think that I I really like that choice. Right? Yeah. I think that's a they great. Di- way- they die in an explosion that saves the world. How shocking of a finale! A fall finale would that be? Yes. Guys, we just we just launched the show into the next stratosphere, and we've cleaned. <laughs> we some- launched the show, Holly and Katrina, yeah. into the next stratosphere. Exactly, because they got blown sky high. <laughs> yeah. Saving problems mm-hmm. here on AfterBuzz TV. Zach, do you want to give any any input on this amazing explosion idea? I, I, any explosion's a good explosion. Okay. It's an apocalyptic saving explosion. It is. But we should, yeah, I want to know what's up with this little tiny town. Because this isn't Marwin Call. He's not just making little models of everybody in town just to feel closer to everybody. Marwin Call is this documentary about a guy who makes a little version of his own town and makes little people. Um, and it has now been referenced on like two different shows, which is so strange because um, it's a very obscure document. In any case, <laughs> um, 
it's got to be for planning some kind of attack or mapping out the locations of artifacts or something. You know, what else has he gotten from Hawley? Because Hawley's given him some stuff. Yes. He gave him the bone flute. Yes. I mean, it's possible he gave him the shofar. Like, if he doesn't know yeah. who this guy is, he's just a really good client. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably That's has true. lots of money, lots because of Because Hawley's giving it to the minions or the Hessians, and the Hessians are giving it to Henry. And then I also want to know, like, where are the Hessians? Oh, yeah, we haven't seen them in a while. It's been a minute since we've seen a Hess. Yeah. Yeah. And what about good coven versus bad coven? We've had fans mention this. I know. We're going to get get back into it, okay? It's this elongated season. It's thrown everything off. But we're now in the good half of the season. (laughs) We got through all the filler episodes. We got through all the filler episodes. (laughs) And now we get to go to work, okay? And now... It, without further ado, it is time for another rousing edition of Sleeping Abbey. Previously on Sleeping Abbey, Katrina was Katrina once again. <laughs> she was not good. In any way, she wore corsets and jeans. No one liked it. She had a child who grew very, very fast. <laughs> she did very, not care. She was going to poison him, but then she didn't. And that brings us to this week. As at the town fete, the fete down in the town hall, everyone gathers to talk about the goings-on in Sleeping Tenabi. My dearest ma'ams and, and ma- messieurs and sirs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's earlier. My dearest ma'ams and sirs, I have heard the most scandalous and shocking news. Do tell. <gasps> Do tell. It turns out that the Lady Katrina not only has been wearing jeans of her own volition for several weeks, but has been under some kind of bewitchment. <gasps> Most scandalous. And now it turns out that the son that she birthed is a massive demon who's like eight <laughs> feet tall. Most scandalous. How bizarre. Yes, truly bizarre. I have seen such a fashion trend of such horrible or good news, depending on your opinion of course. Sure. Mr. Abraham Von Brunt has changed his wig to match his anger. Uh, I think it looks most delightful. Most delightful. I I think it looks horrid. (laughs) (laughs) The difference in opinion is most scandalous. Most scandalous. (laughs) I heard that Ichabod Crane stole Abraham Von Brunt's wife and that wife was Katrina Crane. <gasps> or Katrina, whatever her name was before. Van was Tassel! Crane. Van Tassel! Yeah. No, not a Van Tassel! Yeah. Yes. Most scandalous. Most scandalous. Yeah. And the Van Tassels are fishmongers. Yes, they are. Um, <laughs> also scandalous, uh, the Lady Abby. The Lady Abby wore a hat! Outside and inside! A most adorable hat! A most adorable hat! I thought she looked delightful. She did look delightful. I just wanted to say it because, <laughs> Grant, frankly, I just love attention. <laughs> That's why I keep throwing these damn parties. We uh. do love your parties. Oh, thank you all. But mostly because you have biscuits. That's true. I do serve the finest chocolate biscuits. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I think it's time we do some predictions. <laughs> I, I I do have to say though, um, we didn't talk about it. Uh, Abby looks really good, and they give her like an actual outfit oh, yeah. this week. They give her. She was looking real cute. Yeah, this week. she has really cute outfits. And when they don't put Jenny in um in her 
like fatigue flannel. jacket or yeah. flannel. She has some cute tops too. Like sometimes I'm like, I just want to know where they buy their clothes. Maybe maybe it's just because <laughs> I really like hats and I just noticed the hat part. But very, I thought it was like drastically different for Abby. It was just very sporty Quantico. She wore a hat like that in the baseball episode. Yeah. I'll remember the baseball episode. Yeah. Usually her only accessory is a Glock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she wears like the basic shirts, pants thing. They're like brown. But they're like nice, nice clothes. People, I want to know what are your predictions for this fall finale? Oh, it looks so crazy. Mm -hmm. We got a sword of Methuselah. We got a Moloch on the earth. We've got a bonding ceremony. Blood hailing from the sky. Yeah, we've got war body and death right there, both on horseback. Where where are we going? What are we doing? Title bug. Someone must fall. Oh, I didn't see the preview for next week. Oh, yeah. I didn't oh, see it looks nuts. Like, they they had, like, literally, there was blood falling from the sky. Yes. Oh, um, it's like one of the... Um, plagues. Plagues. Yeah. Um, they, like, there was that bug, someone must fall. I don't know mm-hmm. who it would be. And then Katrina's, like, in that little circle. And it looks like she's, like, casting some kind of actual, like, attack spell. What? Like, Katrina? her hand is... Her hand is, like, she's, like been knocked to the ground but her hand is up like this and she, there's like a bright light coming from it i don't know what she was doing but it looked intense cool maybe she was summoning berry juice yeah um <laughs> or maybe she was doing something cool you yeah, know something that is cool true. and no, normal how about maybe, that let's hope yeah let us hope. she was summoning a, a fleet of, of pieces of paper <laughs> Paper. Yeah. Um, I uh, I think there's no way that Moloch stays on Earth in his current form. No, I, I don't mean, think we're so gonna either. we're gonna be we're gonna be fighting him. Um, I don't think he's gonna be banished either. I want to say that let's just let's just corrupt Jeremy entirely. Let's have him take over Henry's body. Let's have him take over Ooh. Henry's body and shift Henry's consciousness into the actual Horseman of War armor. And uh, and that way, we've got a whole new John Noble character to play, That's and it's John so Noble cool. as Moloch. Yeah, I love. That. I love that idea. Yeah, I I actually I do think that Franklin Stein will be back. It's been too long since we've seen him. I hope we get him. They I sent mean, him out into the wild. It, it, he has to come back. Yeah. It's like it, it it has to be this season, and this is like the perfect time because yeah. there's, there's clearly a battle coming that yeah. we're going to need him for. It'll be great. Cool. All right, gang. That's going to be all for us for this week on the Sleepy Hollow After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Tune in next week for an all-new episode, the fall finale. We're so excited about it. Stephen Lemieux is going to be back. He's going to have some opinions. Uh, and and, and uh, I apologize for any of you comic book fans. Uh, my store sold out of the Sleepy Hollow book no. by, like, 4 o'clock on Wednesday. Wow. wow. Like, really quick. Very so popular. I will have a comic book corner of, for the Sleepy Hollow next week. Okay, great. And everyone, have a happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Zach, Zach Wilson, where can the people find you? Uh, you guys can catch me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson and here at AfterBuzz on a whole bunch of shows. Grim, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Z Nation. Thank you for tuning in, guys. And Jackie Browski. At 123Jackie underscore B on Twitter, at 123Jackie B, all one word, on Instagram. Okay, and folks, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can find all my videos for SourceFed, SourceFed Nerd, and my personal channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash Matthew D. Lieberman. Got the Sons of Anarchy finale coming up and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as always. Thank you all for joining us. Have a good night. 
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Good, Good night, sleepyheads. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.